Megan Hicks of I Run Far, and I'm with Zach Miller. It's the day before the 2018 UTMB. Here we are again, Mr. Miller. <laughs> yeah, here we are again, the third time, I guess. <laughs> third time's a charm, perhaps. Um, so I just arrived a couple days ago, but you have been here for a while. What's been going on? Uh, yeah, I, I've been here for the month I got here. Uh, I, I was in Alaska for a week. I think I left there the 31st and got here on the 1st, and I've been here since then um, just training. Um, I've never really taken the train on the course, uh, do all the recon, uh, be really specific approach to pretty much any race, uh, except North Face 50, only in the sense that I know what it's like and I've done it before, so I kind of mimic it, it. in Colorado. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've never really done the whole come over to Chamonix for a month and just, you know, learn the course, train on the course, all that stuff. So, uh, I figured I'd give it a shot this year. Um, just kind of go all in and we had enough hands on deck at bar camp for me to finally do that. So that, so that was one of the main things leading to that decision was there were finally enough people, uh, working at the camp mm -hmm. for me to be able to get away. So you've had a, a proper European vacation. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, um, probably not quite the same as everyone else's European <laughs> no, vacation. Not at all. But like. uh, but but yeah yeah I've definitely been over here for a while and uh, yeah it's it's been good. And so we need to set the rumors um, <laughs> to fact. How many times did you run around Mont Blancs between August 1st and when you started to taper? Yeah, this has gotten funny. So, because <laughs> like as soon as I started like getting back into town and people started coming in for the race, I was getting all these questions and I was like, <laughs> I, I met this guy, Anthony, when I was training and we've become friends and uh, I was like, Anthony, I think I'm going to get a lot of questions <laughs> when the race comes. Um, and then yesterday I was talking to... Uh, one of our, our our buff guys and I was like the rumor is growing somebody came up to me and was like I heard you did it six times and I was like no I didn't do it six uh I went around four times while four I was complete loops um mm -hmm. were, were you on the TMB the whole time or did you go off on some other courses um no on the UTMB course okay. like up the pyramids down the pyramids like basically uh -huh. I tried to stick as closely to the course as I could um ironically the only part I couldn't really quite get was um, going down into Saint-Gervais, which it's ironic because that's the part I messed up last year. <laughs> it's that descent, there's like, there's like a million options and turns and signs and you go through like some random cow pastures and things. And so like, I feel like I got a lot of it right, but without the course was never marked while I was out there and I don't train with the GPS. Um, so I knew I was like mostly correct, but I always came out to town in a different spot and <laughs> or not like, I usually came out to town like pretty much the same way, okay. but I mean, it was different. What oh, I mean is it was different there. from what the race does. And I knew it. Um, and one day I kind of ran backwards to try and kind of figure out exactly how it comes in. Um, but I mean, in the race day when it's marked, um, I didn't have any issues my first year. It was just last mm -hmm. year. I think I got kind of lackadaisical. 
Um, so, but it was funny. That was the one part where it's like, I couldn't quite remember how it worked. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I didn't really veer off to, I stuck to the course. I mean, sometimes I veered off just to go like bivy somewhere. Mm -hmm. Like I do an extra little climb or something just to go up somewhere to sleep, uh, and then come back down in the mm -hmm. morning. Um, or my last loop, uh, my last loop I was staying in hotels and hostels, so I ran up to Lake Contamine and then back to Saint-Gervais because I was staying in Saint-Gervais. Uh, so I like tacked on some extra miles that day, but yeah. Um, but yeah, otherwise I just stuck to the route. The TMB, now you know it basically by heart. Yeah, I guess so. I think mm -hmm. it's, uh, you know, I, I've raced it twice. I I did it four times and I did it once years ago before <laughs> I was even before JFK. Um, so I guess that's 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 what four five six seven and, seven and a, another two thirds or something like that with CCC. Yeah, for CCC. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, will it will it bode well on race day? Hopefully. Um, yeah. But I mean, all it really means right now is I've gone around that loop a lot of times. <laughs> yeah. Um, but in terms of numbers, what that means is you trained a. a a real lot like the the volume mm -hmm. was pretty pretty high yeah um yeah it was it was definitely very high volume um it was you know it was different training for me because instead of finishing a big run and going home to cook dinner for 45 people i could put my sleeping bag down in the grass and go to sleep and wake up whenever i wanted you yeah. know uh you know if i was if i was hungry i could eat if i was tired i could sleep you know i could just my, my only thing I needed to accomplish each day for the most part was to wake up and run down the trail. at some point. So yeah, so that was different. Um, so that changes the aspect of things. Uh, but yeah, it was big. It was a lot. And I know it was a lot and my body could feel it was a lot. Okay. Um, by the end of it, I was very tired. You like were. yeah, the last day was really good. Like mm -hmm. the last day of the fourth loop, like I was really happy with how it went. Um, and but then you know after that it all starts to settle in and yeah. sink in and you know i went out the next day and ran with a friend and it was like i don't have much of a gas pedal <laughs> like that's okay because i have one gear today <laughs> yeah because i shouldn't yeah. um and it was you know it was like that for a little while in the beginning of the taper and you know it makes you worried you wonder oh did i overdo it am i overcooked um but you know you it's hard, but you try to trust it. And day at a time, the energy comes back. I slept, you know, I slept a lot yeah. more than I'm used to. Yeah. I ate, I, you know, I got massage, I did things, you know, and bit by bit, the body comes around. So, and um, so here we are standing in Chamonix, the race starts tomorrow. How does your body feel after that huge load? Yeah. Uh, and the, a taper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A taper, which was, uh, to be honest, probably a more aggressive taper than I usually do. Um, probably because I was just the training load was so big at the end and I knew it. So I knew I needed some rest and, and I just felt like I needed some rest. Mm -hmm. So I kind of, the, I usually do it for a big race like this. It's usually a two week taper. And I'd say I took the first week of taper, um, lighter than I normally would. Um, and then I took the last week of taper probably about on par with what I would normally do, okay. uh, but maybe a little lighter. Um, and yeah, the legs feel good. Um, I did kind of freak out Sunday night. Like, uh, I felt like I was getting, I went out and did a little run and felt really good. Uh, and then I like, and then that night I, I felt kind of like achy mm -hmm. and kind of like I was getting cold and it just freaks you out. Yeah. Like it's not. And so then the next, 
next day I just I, I still felt strange in the morning so I just kind of waited mm -hmm. and didn't run until like I did a really easy run like in the evening um, and it actually felt good but um, so so the that you know freaked me out now like right now I, you know I feel good um, you know sometimes I do still I was like oh am I a little bit sick um, <laughs> you know I do like feel like you know maybe there's something still slightly lingering but it's also like there's so many nerves and emotions and things it's like i know i've had stuff like that before going into races and then the race go ends and i'm like it all like it was okay uh, it was all I'm good. well no and then i feel completely fine yeah I'm like i'm like there's nothing here yeah. like uh, i'm not sick there's nothing like everything feels <laughs> perfectly fine uh so maybe you know i i don't know it could be a slight cold i don't i don't know but uh, today I feel good and uh, I've been really mindful with uh, just getting a lot of rest and stuff mm. like that and just trying to be 100% for race day. Right on. So um, you are two times a finisher of UTMB. It's your first go in 2016. That was fifth place. Mm -hmm. Second go last year. That was ninth place. And you're back again. Um, whenever I see people return to a race, I think hunger yeah. Like a uh, figurative hunger. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, it's always literal hunger also. Yeah. <laughs> figurative hunger. Are yeah. you like still really hungry for this race? Yeah, I think and I... And for your best race here. Yeah, I think I am. Um, we just did... Uh, uh, Tim Tolfson and I just did a podcast with Billy... Uh, Billy Yang the other day and um, just yesterday, I think. Um, <laughs> and we were kind of talking, not about hunger, but we were kind of talking about like he was bringing up the fact of like, for like, you know, there's still no American male has won this race and all that. And, and I was saying how, yeah, like that's definitely a really tempting carrot. Like I think there's quite a few who are, you know, after that accolade. Um, but we were also talking a lot about how like there, there needs to be like, I've kind of been on like a personal, like thought process of like, how can I run this race and still like have some other bigger purpose mm -hmm. or like still feel fulfilled at the end, even if you don't get that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, cause like Tim said, if, if you're like, even if you win everything, it's like, there's always like a, now what's, well, now what's next? And right. so you'll like never really be fulfilled, like no matter and what you achieve. That's like the first question people start asking you, yeah. you know, you have your greatest accomplishment yeah. and, and then like, to know, well, what are you going to do yeah, now? I mean, I'm thinking Can like, just enjoy this. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, you have those dreaming thoughts and I, I've thought of like, if I can cross that finish line first, like I'm going to feel like I accomplished my life's work. <laughs> like I'm going to be like, okay. Like I'm you not going to, I don't plan to like, retire anything but i'm gonna be like this is the biggest goal i had mm -hmm. on my on my plate for like the past three years yeah uh so um and there's no guarantee of achieving or anything but you just think of like you know you have those thoughts of like well what if it would happen what would i think um so yeah it's definitely like a really tempting carrot but like i was saying i'm i'm i i really like i don't know like i want to see I want there to be more to the race than just um, than just that that winning aspect. Yeah. Um, so I mean, of course, I I want to win. I'm competitive, um, but I know there's like you know 20 different guys in this race who could win. Um, so yeah, we we had talked about the the example I used when we talked 
discussed it with Billy, the example of uh, Desi when she won Boston this year, which I didn't even watch the race because I live at Bar Camp. <laughs> um, but from what I read and things, they told this this kind of really strange, bizarre story of a runner who had waited for her, waited for Shalane Flanagan when she had to use the bathroom to help her back up the group. And then I forget, there was like some other instance where she helped another runner or something get back on the pack or mm. I forget what she did, but it was like all these things where I was like, if her sole goal was to win that race, she sure didn't seem to be doing all the things that like you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't, yeah. you wouldn't wait Help for Shalane. Like, yeah. So it's like, there must be something deeper to Desi that she's doing all those Either she had given up on her day and was like, oh, I just, I guess I'll just help all these other people if I can because I'm yeah. not going to win. Or there's something in Desi that is, that sees more than just the winning aspect. And, and I think that's, that's really cool. And that made the Boston story this year, like a million times better mm. than any other year. Um, and in the end, like Desi won the whole race, yeah. <laughs> which is crazy because like Desi's not supposed to win that race. I mean, she's supposed to win that she. she she need like easy. She, no, no, I'm not. I'm not bashing Desi. I'm saying the type of runner that Desi is, and I think if yes. you'd ask her herself, yeah. she'd say I'm not supposed to win Boston, yep. unless like you know it's a maybe a conditions year like that. In conditions like that, that's Desi's race. Yeah. But in like your normal, like you put you rank them up all with their PRs and everything, and like that, you know, you don't the the betting man doesn't doesn't right. pick Desi doesn't like pick Desi. the the fans pick Desi you know but but the the betting the betting man you know doesn't not in a good conditions race at least so let's talk for a minute about nutrition last year you had a big bonk I think between was it Grand Cole Foray and Champagne Lock something like that well I had a really big bonk there my first year oh uh I might have had a little I mean, I don't know. Maybe I bonked there last year, too. <laughs> I don't remember a huge bonk there last year. I had a really big bonk there uh, la uh, the first year because okay. I got up Grand Call for I basically couldn't see anybody's <laughs> headlamp behind me. Got to La Foulie, was told I had like 24 minutes, and then got to Champagne, and there were two other people who were in the right aid station there. with me. Yeah. Uh, so I had a huge bonk in between. Okay, I might be confusing the two but, years then. But I mean, I did, I did have my fair share of struggles last year. So, uh, <laughs> so there could have been a a rough patch in there too. I think I had a a rough descent off Grand Colferay. Okay, and then a better run from La Folie. Okay, up. So you might be thinking from top of Grand Colferay down. Down. I wasn't so hot there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> have you? Um, I mean, I kind of asked the same question of Tim Tollefson the other day. Like, the order of magnitude that you need to improve in this race at this point, like, you're already, you've already had, like, such strong performances. We're talking about, like, kind of, like, micro percents mm -hmm. or micro pieces of, of the puzzle. Have you taken, like, do you spend time thinking about, like, those little things that sort of added up last year or the previous year? Like, do you, do you think, kind of dissect that and try to work on those micro percentages or? Yeah, I think, well, I mean, I think this year we've been trying to work on my weaknesses. Okay. Which my primary weakness is planning, uh, which, which fortunately, <laughs> um, and like anybody who knows me basically knows that. Um, and that's, that's like, like 50 mile race takes, well, it takes like maybe 
distance-wise, it takes half the planning. Yeah. You know, uh, logistics-wise, it takes maybe an eighth of the planning. Yeah. Uh, so a 50-mile race, like, I'm only going for six hours. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's, like, even that I'm not the best planner, but I, I've kind of you know, I seem to have learned that mm. where a hundred mile race for me, it's like, okay. If, if you'd say that a hundred mile race is a big, like planning is a big part of it. And then you tell somebody that that's what I'm doing. It'd be like, well, that's a stupid idea. <laughs> <laughs> how's you know? how's so, that going to have success at this? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but fortunately, um, uh, Buff has been uh, a very close, it's been a very close relationship with Buff and our mm -hmm. sponsorship together. Um, and they have learned like my weaknesses from, they spend a lot of time with me, like uh, just like doing normal, like eating yeah. and live, like eating, you know, being at races together, all staying in the same house or whatever. And they've learned like what my issues are right. as a person. And they see where those issues intertwine with my racing. Mm -hmm. uh, and so they try and help mm. guide me in the right direction. Um, so like they kind of encouraged me or thought it would be a good idea for me to come and train on the course early. You know, they knew last year I made, you know, I went off course, you know, so it's like, you know, it makes sense to come and train early. Um, and it's just like, it's just good to know. And they saw, they saw how I ran at world championships in Spain and they knew what some of the other runners had done in preparation in terms of learning the course to prepare. Mm -hmm. And they knew I only, you know, went like the week of or whatever and had never really seen much of the course. Um, so they saw like those blunders and mistakes and were like, you know, we could do this better. Um, and, and then with nutrition, like same thing. Um, that like they, Buff actually went through and made me like a whole PowerPoint presentation this year to like help me prepare for wow. the race. Um, include with all these statistics from like last year's times and stuff, like how long it took me to get from aid station to aid station uh -huh. and like what my nutrition plan had been last year. Um, and then we like we sent it to we sent it to Goo and Goo's been a really great partner too. And they have a uh, in-house sports nutritionist, so she sat down with all the info Buff had compiled, and she asked me some questions like you know like what works for you, what doesn't work for you, what are your struggles, what do you like, what do you don't like, and and then she took all that information and put together like a nutrition strategy. Wow. And then we sat down um, like the other day via like Skype or whatever and hashed it all out. Like, okay, this is what you should eat here and here. And this mm. is what you should drink. And like the, you know, this is, and just laid it all out, which, you know, in the past has not at all been my approach. Yeah. Like if you look back at my CCC, which is comical because that's actually the race I did win, but the preparation mm -hmm. was absolutely hilarious. It's I like, mean, well, and it's also well, a 10 hour shorter race. Yeah. So, so logistically you can get away with a lot more, <laughs> but still I look at it and it's laughable, like <laughs> incredibly laughable. How like made it the whole Nike crew that year, we didn't have a clue what we were doing. Like we didn't know the, and, and that's really funny because three of us nailed it, but like, we didn't like, we weren't familiar with the gear. We were scrambling for pieces of gear at the last minute. I was like, throw, I was like throwing stuff together. Like the night before there wasn't, there wasn't a whole, there was barely anything to the nutrition plan. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was like, Coke and aid stations for everybody. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, there was a little bit of a plan, but, yeah. but not much. Yeah. And you know, somehow it, it worked, but like you said, it was a hundred K. Um, had that race been a hundred miles, 
you know, I don't know if I would have got away with it. And and this race is 100 miles, so it so, takes a bit more. So the short answer to the question is that between you and um, the people who are on your side, you have like micro like address those micro weaknesses yeah i'd say we we've worked on them and i think some of them i wouldn't even call micro they're like almost super macro, macro. <laughs> yeah, yeah like they're they're pretty big some yeah. of those um so yeah so we, we've addressed some of those things you know now will it work will, will i will i actually do it in the right you know that's a that's a that's a whole other to thing. be continued everybody <laughs> My goal is to do it, you know, um, so two days from now we'll have our answer. Yeah. And I mean, you can even do it in the race and then be like, it just wasn't my day, you know? So you, you never know. Sure. Um, but we've tried to do what we can in advance, you know, to make, you know, to make it all work. Um, so, you know, yeah, we've, we've worked on, on those things. <laughs> Well, best of luck on your eighth and three-quarter journey around Mont Blanc. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, hopefully hopefully it'll be a good one. Um, I've had fun already regardless, so. <laughs> but yeah, uh, hopefully it'll be a good day out there. Good luck to you, Zach. Thank you, Megan.